Hey guys, welcome to Begging Boardcast, episode number 450. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, where we gather up the top news from the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we're looking forward to coming out July 28th, 2021. Was it this year that you were doing Let's Get Ready to Read, or was it last year? I don't remember anymore. I think it was last year, or even two years ago. I don't... Yeah, two years ago, probably, because 2020. Oh, it's possible. 2020. But then we always follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're doing one of our all-trivia three-ways, where we're each bringing a different trivia segment to the table. Um, Yeah, just, just a little thing that we like to do. Ooh. Yeah. And you know what else we like to do? Let's get together and have some beers, right? John yeah, and I, Chris, I, I oh, John and ahead, I have Paul, the same I beer. Yeah. So, Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, well, for today, I have four beers local to Orlando, Florida. Um, the first two I have are going to be from Castle Church Brewing. The other two I have will be from Dead Lizard Brewing coming up in the back half of the show. Um, but yeah, the other day, my girlfriend and I had a day off together, and it was just kind of one of those like, hey, you know what, let's take it easy, enjoy our day, evening. So uh, we were talking, she had never been to Castle Church Brewing, uh, and I was like, okay, well, let's do that for lunch. So we did some thrifting, we went to Castle Church Brewing, after that we went to Universal City Walk, uh, got to go on the new Velocicoaster. The Isles of Adventure, and then uh, we got dinner at Xerox. So it's just a great day off. Um, also, drank a lot of delicious beers. Uh, one of the ones that I was not able to get at the brewery because they no longer had it on tap was Katie's Kolsch. Uh, this is a Kolsch-style ale, 5.6% ABV. Uh, they had it available in cans because when I asked about it, the bartender was like, no, don't have it, but I got it to go. And I was like, take it to go. Uh, yeah, it's just a nice, crisp Tasty Kolsch. Uh, and I'm going to read you guys the side of the can. I hope that's all right. Because I learned a sure. little bit of something. Is this a dramatic, is this a dramatic uh, reading? No, this will not be a dramatic reading. That'll be later, even though we don't talk about it. Oh, okay. Um, no, but Castle Church Brewing, I've mentioned them before on the show. They are a combination Lutheran church and brew pub. Uh, so a lot of their beers are uh, religion-based. And... Katie's Kolsch, okay, maybe someone at the brewery's name is Katie, or they're married to a Katie. No, uh, this is actually named for Martin Luther's wife, uh, uh, Katerina, uh, the brewer of the Luther Manor, one of the few people um, whom her famous husband considered an intellectual peer. Martin often said uh, his rather scandalous marriage to dear Kate, a former nun, caused the angels to laugh and the devils to weep. Uh, so yeah, mm. fun little uh, religious fact there. Uh, it's a really just nice, crushable Kolsch. Um, it's been absolutely disgusting in Florida for the past week. Uh, it's like 90 degrees every single day. Uh, this is the perfect beer for that kind of weather. Every time I think about Martin Luther, I think about how a shame it is that he was born back then and not during the era of the post-it note. Because, man, that guy would have loved post-it notes. 
Put him on everybody's doors. He he wouldn't have had to wait for 95 theses. He would just, like, it would have been one at a time. He would have been like, well, this is what's wrong. That's what's wrong. You know? It would have been a lot better. But then there would have been a lot more. It would have just been like, oh, we're out of milk. It's like, why is this on the church door? Sorry. Well, Takes it down, puts that leaves, in his wallet. He's, he's, he's leaving it on the fridge for Katie. Yeah. But you said uh, you guys are drinking the same beer, so what do you guys have today? Yeah, we have uh, two beers that super friend of the show Ed gave to us. Ooh. And, uh, Paul, what's the first beer we're going to have here? The first beer is called Hugh Hefe. Uh, this is a Hefeweizen at 4.9% ABV uh, by Beer Tree Brewing Company. Our dear friend of the show, uh, Ed, as John said, he was out uh, working near Johnson City, New York, and was able to stop by the brewery on his way back uh, and pick these up for us. So thank you so, so very much. It is uh, always amazing when you can actually get to a brewery that you're working near. Uh, Southern Tier Brewery was not open the times I was working down in Jamestown, so pretty sure. And you know what? I forgot to check, but I was leaving like at 2, so... I doubt that they might have, might have been open. They have a restaurant there. Yeah, yeah. But it's Southern Tier. Like, you can get all that beer here anyway. It's like, what's there that's different? Uh, they do different variants of stuff, and they do cast condition beers. Like, yeah, maybe. I guess I guess uh, nothing. They have nothing, Paul. Yeah, nothing, nothing. I missed nothing. Um, but you and I are on opposite sides of the liking this beer fence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think this beer is bad. It's a very easy drinking Hefeweizen. Um, to me, it's a little thin. The flavors are there. It's it's not a bad Hefeweizen. Yeah. But it's not a Hefeweizen I would actively go out and search for. Yeah, I'm getting the big banana bread flavors on the back end. You know, it is light. It is refreshing up front. And it kind of mellows out into that nice banana. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Now, Hefeweizen is a beer that I do not order for myself. Like, it's just not a style that I go to. Uh, Big wheat beers I usually steer clear of as well. Hefeweizen's, you know, uh, they have a lot of wheat in it as well, right? Like, that's, that's a... That's the thing with Hefeweizens. Yeah. It's yeah. a weed ale. Um, yeah, so something I normally steer clear. So maybe it's just because I finished mowing the lawn just right before sitting down. I don't have the AC on in the house right now because we have all the windows open except for the windows in here because, you know, keeping noise down. And uh, so maybe I'm just hot, sweaty, and kind of gross and just enjoying a, this kind of a lighter, refreshing beer. Could, sure. Could Go for that. it. Could all be that. Yeah. Would I order it out? Probably not, because there's always other beers. So many the, other beers. I, Not to say anything against Ed, but when he said he got... I, when I saw that they were Beer Tree beers, Beer Tree makes, like, killer IPAs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, Beer Tree. And then I took a button, I was like, half of eyes. And, like, it took me back. Like, I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting a half of eyes. And, mm-hmm. um. But it's not bad. It, it's not a bad beer. Mm-hmm. It's light. It is refreshing. Uh, I, I like my Hefeweizens to kind of stand out. The ones that I really enjoy, Franz and Sconer, 
um, two roads, um, their <laughs> rye hefeweizen. Like, I like a little more like oomph to my uh, to my hefes. Yeah, you you like them to uh, yeah have a little oomph. You know what oomph. I like to have a little oomph? The news. Out in the news garden, we got some oomph. We we should go check out the uh, casting cabbage, the casting uh, the casting yeah nothing. the casting cabbage, not the casting casting uh, casting patch. That's right, the casting casting patch. patch. Yeah, because it was like a cabbage patch, but casting patch. Uh, hey, so there's casting news. Batgirl, John, you brought this to the table. This is your news. Yeah, um, from the writer uh, Christina Hodgson, who wrote uh, Birds of Prey um, movie and the upcoming Flash movie. Um, she's uh, she's writing the movie, and we're gonna get uh, Batgirl with Grace Leslie Grace Leslie Grace. Yep. Okay. The, I I just found it was just her last name, and I was like, hmm? confused me. Oh. Uh, yeah, Leslie Grace, that uh, you may know from the hit musical movie In the Heights. Um, that's the latest thing that she has done. Yeah, she's and, done uh, a lot of um, like music videos and stuff. So I haven't seen her in anything else. I just checked her IMDb, and she's not someone with like a lot of. The credits under her resume, uh, but I really enjoyed In the Heights. Watched that when it came out a couple weeks ago on uh, HBO Max. I dug it. Again, it's I have no thoughts more than oh yeah, I liked her in that. So I have no mm-hmm. no issues with this. My only issue is I probably won't wind up seeing it unless I wowed by more stuff from the DC universe that has yet to come out. Outside Suicide Squad, I can't think of anything else that I really want to see. I've been telling you for a while, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey is actually one of the best DC movies that have come out. He's been saying that. He's also enjoyed Aquaman, and he's also enjoyed Shazam. Yeah, Shazam was a lot of fun. I, I stand by that. I still haven't seen it. And Aquaman's the same thing. It's 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 a dumb, fun movie. It's che- it's got a layer of cheese to it that the other DC movies don't have, and that's kind of what gives Aquaman the charm. I do want to sit down talking about dumb cheese. I do want to sit down and watch all the Fast and the Furious movies because now that I know that Vin Diesel says that it's basically just a uh, D&D campaign that he's been running for the past nine movies, and in fact, during the fight scenes, he was afraid... Uh, after the uh, after Fast Five, like during Fast Five, he didn't want to look like he was playing a more chump character than the Rock's character. So he actually assigned like hit point values, or like if they took punches or kicks, or like everything had like hit point values. So that way that they would equal out in both fight in all their fights. So I'm like. All right. Well, this seems I think he, so bad and random that it's it would be a lot of fun to watch. I think that's just a lot of just weird stuff that Vin Diesel says. Uh, and, like, he came back for, what was it, like, number three? He has, like, the, the Tokyo Drift one that doesn't have anybody from the franchise in it, but he shows up at the end, and he did it for the rights to Riddick. Oh, yeah. 
It's the only reason he showed up for it. And then I'll, then they gave him a boatload of money and he had nothing else going on. So they all came back and now it's been this crazy franchise where they go to space. Mm-hmm. They go to space, guys. And I guess they Charlie's, steal. Oh, go ahead. Charlize Theron's character, who is like the villain from the previous movie and she appears in this one. She's getting a spinoff movie series. Yeah, because you know that Fast 10, your seatbelts, and Fast 11 are the last two of the uh, of the franchise. That's going to wrap up the Fast, the, the family uh, portion of the Fast and the Furious franchise. So they're going to do the spinoffs from then on. Dude, it, they make money. They look like a lot of fun. I've never seen one. I kind of want to just pick a weekend and just binge them all. I kind of want to do that, but for a very cheap, but for low money, or for the low low price of like zero dollars. I don't think they're because I think it all happened. But I know some theaters were showing them all like for free in the lead up to Fast Nine coming out. I'm sure it's yeah, but I'm not. Worried about that. I think they're all available for HBO Go, so I might sign up for HBO Go for a month and just binge them all over a course yeah. of a weekend and then just be done with it. Get in and out with that. But we had other news talking about... I do want to say... Uh, man, I'm, I'm like blinking on... Um, what the hell is this stupid thing called? I don't know what that stupid thing is called. IMDB. Jesus, I can't, I can't believe I couldn't remember that. Uh, on IMDb, you can look up a movie and it'll tell you where it's streaming, yeah, or where you can get it, which is kind of it's kind of nice. Is it but is that, it a true though? Because like I know Google does the same thing, but it will say like available on Hulu. Then you go onto Hulu, and then it's like and it's a on, paid service on Hulu service ed- edition on we're, it, and you're like, uh, Dude. the other night we were actually talking about House of a Thousand Corpses. So I, I Googled it, and I'm like, oh, it's available on Netflix. Turns out it's only available on Netflix. Japan. Like other like, regions. It's like, oh, it's yeah. not on Oh, US. just fire like, up your VPN. I'm not paying for that. Um, you don't have a VPN? Um, yeah, like, so it, I click on where, it's, where you can do it, and it says CTV listings, HBO with Prime Video channels, HBO Max with subscription, um, you can rent and buy it on Amazon. You can get the Blu-ray, the DVD for seven twenty-eight, or you can watch it on Prime Video for three ninety-nine. So, like, it gives you all the oh, places that, that you can get it, and and it says like HBO with Prime Video channel. So you have to have HBO plus the. It's playing on like HBO Car, you know, because HBO's got like all those sub subcategories. You know, oh, really? HBO Kids, HBO Spanish. HBO Action, HBO... The Ocho? So, the Ocho. <laughs> it's where you watch ping, ping Pong and Dodgeball. Yep. Uh, yeah. Not that anybody cares about that, but Paul, what's the other bit of news we have? Well, there's two bits of news from an, uh, interviews with uh, Alonzo. Victoria Alonzo, yep. correct? Uh, one of the uh, execs over at Marvel Studios. Uh, the bit of news that I'm bringing to the table, she mentioned that... It, you know, with the launch, the launch of the trailer for "What If" for Marvel Studios, all animated, she uh, came out and said that animation was one, like one of her first loves. 
It's something that she's really excited to do more with. And she, you know, uh, in the interviews with, I forgot who it was. Variety. Um, Variety. Thank you. I thought I was going to say very Vanity Fair. She kind of let slip that Marvel was going to be looking into bringing in animation in-house. Kind of like a small studio. I think it's like one of those things where I went back and reread it right before the end, uh, we started the podcast. And it's like one of those, oh, okay, they're reading in between the lines here. Yeah. Could they just be bringing in some subcontractors to kind of like, they're, they're still subcontractors for Marvel, but they're like the ones they work with. And that's going to be their quote unquote studio. Maybe it's, but the actual quote is, we're going to have our animation branch in mini studio and there will be more to come from that as well. So it's, a mini studio, yeah. It's a mini- Sounds like, it, but at that point, it could even just be what if season two. Like, <laughs> I would be, you know, I let my imagination run wild, and I'm like, ooh, a really cool Spider-Man animated show again, a really cool X-Men show again. Like I had during the '90s. Like, how great would that be, guys? And then John's like, dude, Agents of Smash is actually pretty good. It is pretty good. Uh, and the one Spider-Man, Spider-Man and his amazing show. friends has a really good theme song done by Fall Out Boy. Haven't watched it, but oh. it's like a little kid's show. Oh, there is there is a Spider-Man show on there that's pretty good. It's like a Spider-Verse show. Yeah, Spider-Man and his amazing the, friends. Is that the is one that's, that's uh, the, not Drake? Or is it Drake? Or is it Josh from Jake and Josh? Hmm. There was one of them that Whoa. started doing the uh, voice for Spider-Man and some of the stuff. And so the animation from the Nickelodeon show. Don't, don't know. It's okay. Uh, but some of the other uh, news but, that hmm. came out from that same interview with Variety was the fact that it was confirmed that we will be getting a couple other Marvel shows before the end of this year. So most likely meaning What If, and then also the two other ones that are kind of furthest along in their production schedules, uh, Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. So... I mean, we're already in July, so it's only like four more months before we'll have all three of those shows behind us. So I feel like that's pretty good. You don't have to wait too was much Ms. longer. Was Miss Marvel one of the original slated, yes. like teased television shows? Because I thought that was an add-on afterwards. No, uh, that was like one came of the, in one of the premiere, like oh, really? announced okay. ones. Oh, cool. um, even like I last read- year, I. Like Comic Con, they had like their little sizzle reel stuff coming out, and they had like the behind the scenes stuff from it. And I think that was even before oh, cool. we started to see the Hawkeye like uh, set picks kind of get smuggled out. Yeah, I- I'm excited to see- know that they're actually coming out this year. We just finished up Loki. We've all seen it now. Uh, I finished it as well. Um, so I'm excited to see more. You know, I think these have been pretty hit and miss for me. Um, but I think they're entertaining. They're good. They're great things to, like, look forward to during the week. So, yeah, give me, you know, keep producing them and I'll keep watching. There hasn't been anything that made me want to turn them off. You know, I think everybody in the world is pretty happy with Disney right now and Marvel in particular. I can't think of any group or any person that could be mad at Marvel Studios because they seem just to be making everybody money. Not theaters, right, Paul? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the National Association of Theater Owners, known as NATO, 
not that, not the North American uh, Treaty Organization, but the National Alliance or whatever, theater orders, are, are blaming Disney Plus Premier Access on why Black Widow has failed everybody so hard. Uh, Black Widow came out with, what, $81 million opening weekend? The biggest movie to be released since Rise of Skywalker back in 2019. And uh, everybody's like, wow, we're doing great. Hey, and Disney Plus made $60 million uh, from Premier Access. That isn't a, that isn't bad. Hey, that's if you put those numbers together, Black Widow's doing really well. Following week, it gets beaten by, in theaters, the opening up of uh, Toon Squad 2. Uh, I forgot the name. Space Jam 2. Space Jam, a new legacy, sorry. But what did you say? Two, two Squad 2. Two. <laughs> What's the name of the team? The Toon Squad. Okay. It's kind of like calling Home imp- uh, Tool Time, Home Improvement, or Home Improvement Tool Time. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, I didn't know what you meant at all. Um, well, <laughs> I, I, I didn't get it. You know, it's a Tim Allen show. So that's Home a, Improvement. No, I know that's what you're talking about now, but I didn't know what you meant by... Because it didn't sound like you said Toon Squad. It sounded like you said Two Squad 2. Oh, <laughs> yes, two I thought you said two? two Squad 2. Oh, Toon. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Right, Toon well, Squad 2. Name well, of the team, right? While you were kind of leading up to this, I did that box office mojo research. And yeah, Black Widow did make $80 million its opening weekend. And this is just in theaters. Um, the weekend before that, Fast 9 came out and made $70 million. So, yeah, Black Widow did $10 million more. For current domestic box office, Fast 9's number one with $156 million. A Quiet Place 2 is second with $155 million. Then Black Widow is at $138 million. So it's $18 million off from Fast 9. Which, okay, maybe it did suffer a little bit because of piracy or... That Disney Plus stuff. Uh, but, but Fast 9 is available on HBO Go. Yeah, and then Godzilla vs. Kong is the number four movie. That was also available on uh, Day and Day HBO Go. Cruella is the number five highest grossing. Again, available on Disney Plus. Um, number six, The Conjuring, which I guess there was another one of those movies that came out. And yeah, that came out on HBO Go as well. Uh, then number, uh, number seven, Max. Ryan the Last Dragon. So a lot of the stuff, it's all being released day and date other places. The Boss Baby, Tom and Jerry, Peter Rabbit, Mortal Kombat, like everything is now available somewhere else. But I mean, to just kind of say like, oh, well, this is your fault. It's still one of the highest grossing movies of the year. Like even... Uh, Go ahead, John. The one thing is... When HBO, Warner Brothers said that they were going to do this, release them in theaters, and then on streaming as well, theaters made a big stink, and they made they brokered a deal with some of the theaters where they got actually more money from the movie's release, I think. Something, something they worked out something with them. But this is not something that Disney had done they're just releasing the movies they're not they didn't broker a deal so i think this is them trying to make a stink and trying to get more people to come out to the movies i i don't think making a stink is going to do that because more people going out to the movies is going to happen as things 
get back to or continue to get back to normal. I mean, Paul, you even said, I don't remember if it was last week when we recorded or if it was the week before that, but like you still have no plans to get out to the movie theater anytime soon. And the number four movie for this year, Godzilla vs. Kong, only brought in $30 million in theaters, and it opened in 3,084 screens. Like Black Widow, again, a couple more, but it did $50 million more, so you can't sneeze at that as places are still suffering. Like, we have everything in California closing back down again. Like, there's still whole countries that are closed. Paul, you've been waving your arms around. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Box Office Mojo does have a breakdown of the biggest second weekend gross drops by percentage. Mm. 200 of the top. Uh, The 200th biggest drop-off was 67.1%. And how much is the Black Widow drop-off? Did it? It's like right near there, right? But I'm not seeing it on this. Chris list. Said, I think Chris said 66. Well, no, that's what Paul said before. Yeah, oh. uh, I think because now I now that there are hard numbers, a Black Widow 67.8. I did find it on this list at 168. Guess what? Other there's a lot of a uh, Resident Evil Retribution lost more money. The original Fantastic Four dropped uh, off higher. I don't think. I mean, Street Fighter, it's the hard to compare those two movies that came out. Grant, I don't want to say at the tail end of a pandemic, but you can't look at those numbers because they're bad movies versus those numbers now when we do have a lot more stuff that's going out to streaming. And then, again, like people just not... I'm just... Well, I would just want to say that th- this might not be due to the streaming thing at all. It's just... there. Good movies, oh. movies people enjoy, do have big drop-offs. Yeah. It's not an unheard 67.8% is not unheard of. Twilight uh, Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 2, 69% drop-off. That was a huge movie, you know, a huge movie. Um, just as uh, Batman v Superman. Granted, there's a lot of people that don't like that movie in this room. There are a lot of people that really love that movie, you know, out there. I mean, that had the sixty nine percent drop off. I feel I like that Paul said in this room. He's the only person in that room. I again, like all these, actually, all the Twilight sagas apparently had a huge drop off. Now that I'm scrolling <laughs> up on this list, but these are so maybe people don't like these it. are crazy times because if you go back to 2019, and I'm I'm picking Captain Marvel because I feel like that's probably the closest movie that we can compare to Black Widow. Captain Marvel opened with $153 million, so almost twice as much money. And it had, like, a few more theaters. Like, it opened in 4,300 screens. Um, Again, Black Widow, 4,200. So the pandemic's still affecting a lot of stuff. So, yeah, you can probably point at Disney Plus for some of that cannibalization, but... Yeah. I think it's still just people aren't going out to the theaters like they would. Again, I don't know if this was mm-hmm. on the show when we were talking about it, but when Yanni and I went to go see Black Widow, we were one of, like, the two of us were, like, of the dozen people that were in the movie theater. Opening night. It's That's what happens now. Yeah. Uh, Deathly Hollows Part 2. 72% drop-off. Yeah. One of the biggest movie. That was the biggest movie that year. And it still had a huge drop off. But how many people saw? How many people saw that that opening week? The opening weekend made one hundred and sixty nine million. 
So some yeah. of, some so, of us went back multiple times too. So you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, okay, so a a drop off isn't like saying, oh, this movie had a 67.8 percent drop off the second weekend. I was like, yeah, you usually guess about 50. Now that I see this list, I'm like, oh, it's a crapshoot. Like, if everybody that's super excited to go see it, want to see it, like Deathly Hollows Part 2, like Black Widow, yeah, there's going to be a bigger drop-off than 50%. That doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It doesn't mean that... I, I really don't think it means that Disney Plus cannibalized people go into the movie theaters. I really honestly, now seeing these numbers, believe that the people that bought it on Disney Plus weren't going to go to the, see the movie that movie in theaters, maybe because of COVID, or maybe they're like me and don't really love the theater going experience. You know? um, yeah, I'm, I we bought it because of COVID. Like it was just that mm, we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to do that. And you know that was Caitlin was even more like we can wait, but I was like I don't want anything spoiled. On this, I hadn't even heard that the woman who played Black Widow's sister did a good job. Like, yeah, and that you know, Taskmaster isn't uh, not going to spoil things on the show. Uh, so, yeah. I just again curiosity, and we can move on from this because I, I think they're just kind of complaining. Its second weekend of release, Avengers Endgame did one hundred and forty-five million dollars. It's opening weekend, it did $357 million. So that's more than a 50% drop-off right there yeah. for one of the biggest movies of all time. So, yeah, I think even like a great movie that everybody loves and is going to the theaters to see still suffers from at least like a 50% drop-off. So yeah. that that's just kind of how it is. I feel like they're just yeah, because feeling the people this- that are... Well, I think they're feeling the sting more because there are less movies coming out since so much stuff has been pushed back or like delayed or pushed out solely to streaming that they do want to see those big tentpole pictures just come out to the cinema. And it's it's not going to be that way anymore, especially because I think the studios have realized that they can put everything out on their proprietary platforms. And yeah, they have to share some of that you know, 80 million from Black Widow opening with the theater change, but you know, they made what another $60 million on their own just from people spending at 30 bucks. Plus they got the $11 or whatever it is a month for the people that do that plan. Uh, Asterix here is $81 million domestically here in the United States box office, the $60 million for Disney plus uh, premier access that's worldwide. So, you know, it, it's not, you can't, it's not like they made all $60 million here in the United States. Yeah. But then, but that's the domestic is $80 million. Mm-hmm. They yep. made that $60 million worldwide with their direct to streaming and then international mm-hmm. for, oops, oh gosh, um, for Black Widow. Oh, this is showing me just South Korea numbers. Oh, I want to see everything. I mean, it, they might it, not it be did, released in all, yeah, in it, all areas, you know. It did $12 million opening weekend in South Korea alone. So, it's so of that sixty. I'm just saying that of that sixty million, we don't know how many came from the United States. So how much did that really cannibalize that yeah. second weekend number? You know, it's. I think it's. I think it's piddles. I, I think it's. It's. It's a small amount. 
I really it's now, I'm complaining to get some type of deal. Uh, and I don't think inter- international opening for Black Widow was one hundred seventeen million. So, yeah. so half, yeah. So you know, um, yeah. And now looking at this and talking about over with you guys, before I was like, "Ooh, maybe Disney Plus is eating away," but no, now I'm convinced. It, I, I don't think Black Widow would have had the you know. If it wasn't sixty-seven point eight, it would probably it would probably be close to sixty, you know, or sixty-seven. Like big deal, like sixty. Um, so spoil not not really a spoiler because I didn't wind up doing it. One of the things that I was thinking about doing for my quiz for this week was going to be biggest box office bombs, where mm-hmm. you know the money that they Ooh. made versus the budget, like what actually were some of the worst performing movies of all time. And then when I was looking at the list, I'm like. Oh well, some of this stuff came out right when the pandemic started, so of course it didn't make money because they put the movie out in theaters, and then that week everything shut down. So, did it lose money? Yes. Would I consider it a bomb? No. So I was like, oh, scrap that. Threw it from the desk. Because Sonic the Hedgehog was one of the top grossing movies of 2020. <laughs> Bloodshot was one of the top grossing movies of 2020. <laughs> you know, these are crazy times. Oh. But, times but John, into. good thing I saw. I saw you crack open another beer. Yeah, uh, and Paul, why don't you go, Chris? Because Paul hasn't opened this up and give him a chance. Because the two of us are going to talk about it. Yeah. So my next beer again, also from Castle Church Brewing, and this is their Mac and Ale, and this is an American IPA sitting at six point eight percent. I have not read the back of the can, so I'm going to read this to you guys as well, so we can get a little bit of information Ooh. about that while. Uh, Paul's cracking open his and says, Francois Mackendall, one of the earliest leaders of the first successful slave rebellion in the Western world, is now immortalized in a statue uh, in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, in which he is depicted blowing on a conch to rally other rebels. Here he is pictured in the style of St. Michael, a figure held dear to Haitian piety, uh, even to show that biggest dragons can be uh, slayed. A portion of each sale of this beer in our tavern goes to the Haitian Timuan Foundation at uh, htfliv.org. So, yeah. Uh, I actually had this at the brewery, and I really enjoyed it enough to be like, you know what, I'm going to pick up a four-pack of it to bring back. We just had a really good day at the brewery there. Uh, Got some buffalo chicken tots. They're fantastic. And I think I had probably about four or five beers while sitting at the bar there. Uh, and then we went again to City Walk, and I had more drinks there. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was a fun day for me. Yeah, but this is sounds good. Much more on the New England IPA side of things. Nice little bit of fruit to it. And then you get that kind of creeping hop bitter on the back end there. Uh, fantastic beer, Castle Church. I think next time uh, you guys come down, that's going to be one of the stops that. I was like, no, we're going to check this place out. Um, another fun thing, uh, the last Friday of every month, they do Dungeons & Drafts, where you can come oh. play Dungeons & Dragons, drink beer. Um, it's Ooh. open to everybody. If you've never played before, they do have special tables set up for beginners. Uh, you don't even need to make a character. They'll have characters ready to go that you can pick up on. Uh, That's cool. And while we were there, the, the bartender, who's actually the one that was responsible for starting the Dungeons & Drafts, was playing a roll a d20 game where if you beat him 
on the roll, your beer was only five bucks instead of like the, you know, seven or eight that was listed for on the menu. So, and that's why you had five beers. Um, I only won, I think, two of the rolls, but yeah. we were there. We were having a good time. Uh, yeah, it, it's a great place. Wow. Um, again, you know Chris, who would never win a beer there? Paul. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Paul would be able to cheat. Paul, you'd be in <laughs> Paul. You're in God's house. You can't cheat. Because again, <laughs> it is a church. Um, again, Castle Church Brewing. Everything they do is very German style, German influenced. Um, we're we're going there though. That's that's just how it is. That's we're going to go to Ellipsis. We're going to Sideward. Then Castle Church before anywhere else. I think. I would roll a critical I- one during that, and then have to spend ten dollars to buy one beer. Chris, I'm sorry. What style of beer was it that you had? Uh, the first one was a Kolsch, and then this one is yeah. American IPA. Okay. Yeah, you said that. It's more New England. That's yeah. right. I'm sorry. No, I, for some reason, I blinked on But that. even, like, this one, it still kind of just has that German beer taste to it. Like, I don't know if it's, like, out of the malts that they're using for everything. Um, Could be the malts. Definitely probably the yeast. But everything, similar flavor profile, but they're all still knockout. Yeah, I, I've been on the like the Pilsner Kolsch game for the last couple of years, and when I went and visited you, that was that's the style of beer I was picking. I mean, I'd, I'd get a sour, I'd get an IPA, but I definitely always lean towards the the lagers and Pilsners and Kolsches just lately. It's just they're just been really enjoyable on my palate, and something else that is really enjoyable on my palate is slightly fuzzy from Beer Tree Brewing, or Beer Tree Brew. This is a rotating sour, so I, I imagine they use the same base beer but change the fruits. And the fruit in this beer is dragon fruit, mango, lime. And uh, coming in at 4.5%, this beer is quite delicious. It's got a nice tart up front and then it just mellows right out and you get that nice sweet strawberry at the end it is yeah it's it, that dragon fruit is really nice in it yeah it's good i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off paul i thought you were tossing it to me so, so i could say that and that way i could take another beer uh sip the beer but yeah it's really enjoyable it does have a nice tartness throughout the dragon fruit is there ling ling dancing on the tongue is there strawberry because that's what i no. No? It's a dragon fruit. Oh. Dragon, dragon fruit, fruit mango. You, oh, maybe yeah. it's the mango that's giving me that sweetness at the end. I think it's the mix of the dragon fruit and the mango. Mm-hmm. Dragon fruit plus mango equals strawberry. To me, you know, I got a weird palate. I don't, it tastes very strawberry. I, I'm liking it. Uh, it's not like having a, like had this beer, but I can see the combination of those two kind of being strawberry-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think strawberry till you said it, and then when I took a sip, I went, "It does have a strawberry taste, but I think it's the, I think it's the dragon fruit, mm. and I think it's the mango." Who's oh. right, listeners? Write us in. You got your mango on my dragon fruit. Yeah. You got my <laughs> dragon fruit on my mango. I don't. Does the Reese's? You got peanut butter on my chocolate. No, you got chocolate on my peanut butter. I got where you're going with it, but I don't. I couldn't. What does Reese's uh, Filman have to do with any of this? I'm manic, but you love me for it. (laughs) 
My, that's Paul's my Regis. Really, um, Paul's just reaching over reaching, and over again. Stretching. Anyway, something I'm going to be reaching stretch. for is the comic books. I'm looking forward to coming out this week, July 28th, 2021. We're still reading. Because <laughs> I, I, I needed nothing to say for it. And uh, one of the books I'm looking forward to is a Batman Secret Files. And this is a Huntress one-shot written by uh, Mariko Tamaki, art by David Lapham. And this is just Helena Bertinality doing her thing on the Gotham City streets, dispensing her own brand of lethal justice. I don't know where Helena's at in the DC Universe right now after uh, her appearances in Grayson. I really dug that book, but I was really bad about picking it up because as much as I dug it, it was like Nightwing without being Nightwing. And it was just, it just didn't have that. And then after Nightwing came back out in Nightwing, I fell off of it for a long time when they started doing all the Rick Grayson stuff. Uh, I actually just took all those issues off of my wish list on Comixology because I'm like, I'm never going to pick these up. Why would I want them? Especially when I'm getting like the best version of Nightwing we've had in probably like 10 years. Uh, but I always love me some. Uh, Huntress. I got a Huntress page hanging on the wall in my bedroom right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. This will be something that I'm bringing to the table for our monthly look back. Just sucks that it's coming out the very last weekend or last week of the month, so it's going to be one of those like, oh, I gotta wait to read it before the show kind of things. Paul, what are you looking forward to? You know what? I'm going to look forward to... uh... Checkmate number two. I, I, I was I wondering had a, who was going to pick that because I saw it was coming out. I, I had three pages loaded up, and I was waiting to see if somebody else was going to mention it. Uh, but yeah, let's. We just reviewed Checkmate for our look back. Uh, we just reread Event Leviathan for our trading policy. So let's keep this. Now we know it's a limited series. It's two of six, and it also. Pro, uh, promises to tie directly into the events of the Justice League book that Brian Michael Bendis also happens to be reading, uh, writing. So, uh, we're going to find out who is Damien Rose. I don't even know. You know, because he's a guy that we don't know about on the, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. that's on the cover. It's a striking cover, red, black. It's fun. So that's what I'll pick up this week. John. Uh, I, I do have to say I am more interested in picking up issue two of Checkmate after reading Event Levi- Leviathan. Um, I think that did help with understanding where that book was going and those cast of characters, why they why this team is together. Why some, why some of them are there. Yeah. Even though in the event leviathan we kind of talked about we're not sure why these characters are there (laughs) but uh i it did make me i saw that this was coming out and i was like all right i'll chalk that up to i'll i might buy i might buy number two now but yeah uh but the book i am looking forward to is gonna be amazing fantasy number one coming out from marvel this is written and drawn by Care Andrews, and um, this is just telling some, you know, different sides of uh, heroes. So you have a, 
a Red Room Black Widow, a Teenage Spider-Man, a World War II Captain America. And it just seems like uh, it's going to be a fun kind of twist on these characters. The cover has... uh, like John Carter of Mars cover with an alien trying to kill a woman and Steve Rogers with the Captain America shield riding a giant clawed cat beast with a big battle axe on it. Like that's what caught my eye. And um, that does a different kind of take or story with these heroes that we know. Uh, No, that... That cover is awesome. Yeah. Um, it's it's at, Captain America as He-Man. At first, yeah, it is. I, at first I thought it was Zabu from uh, the Savage Line, but I'm like, no, that that line has wings. Okay, cool. Uh, wow. Carrie ca- Andrews is, <laughs> what a pull, uh, is awesome. What a pull from your mind box, though, with Zabu. <laughs> was, well, it, like, just when John was, like, presenting her, it's like, oh, like, it's weird. Not what if, but kind of what if situations and then as soon as that popped up i'm like whoa it's like savage land steve um no carrie andrews is awesome i i'm here for this book uh yeah and it's like i think it's like 499 which i was like that's not too bad that's kind of becoming the new number one pricing for marvel um and i mean uh when i went and bought just my comics for the week yesterday there's like just Green Lantern number fours four ninety nine, Nightwing eighty twos four ninety nine. Like that's just kind of the creeping price for comic books now, uh, and that that just kind of solidifies my like oh I'll just wait for it to be on sale or pick up six issues in a ten ninety nine trade, which I don't like, even though I do wait on a lot of books now to just pick them up and try to read them in a chunk or wait for them to go cheaper. It just seems wrong to spend $5 for, yeah, you know, yeah. Robin number uh, three. We've had these conversations, I think, a couple times. Every time the price goes up, the price goes down, the price goes up, the price goes down. We have these things, but Marvel was doing that number one at four ninety nine. And then the next issue for three ninety nine. Like for some reason they're sticking it to you. If you want to read number one, you're gonna to have to pay a little extra for it. And now it just feels like that's where they've all gone for the mm-hmm. for the price. But it's tough too when you're like I'm buying books digitally. So what's the overhead? What do you pay? <laughs> you know? You're not paying yeah. for the paper. But yeah. there's no advertisements in it, and that's what they say on the digital versus the paper. You pay that price, and there's advertisements within. But also on the paper, there's always a long shot that it becomes a collector's item, and then you can make your money back on the res- on the resale market. But honestly, with the number ones, are they? You know, I see on like a League of Comic Book Geek Den or whatever. Um, that there are variants still available, still coming out, variant covers, but I don't. I have. I haven't heard of a Chase comic in years. You know, is there any anything in the past ten years that people like go gaga over the number one variant issue? I, I feel like that's something that people 
are still into. Um, I mean, give me one second. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. The one that I can think of is the Astonishing X-Men. That uh, when Josh Whedon came on, that number one, there was a, a couple variants that were like a big deal. But... Because, hey, I am back. You gotta get slapped. Because uh, okay. yesterday on my mental health day that I took off from work, I went to the comic book store and I picked up the issue of um, Mouse Card that John had picked for the list last week. And while I was there, I also picked up three issues of the Magic the Gathering comic. And I bought the Planeswalker Hidden Variants because <laughs> I I framed them. <laughs> And I will be putting them up on my wall. Oh, no. Be careful with that middle frame; it's falling. Yeah, apart. the they're IKEA yeah. frames. They're not. They're not that expensive. Yeah, yeah. I literally just bought these today. They're seven ninety nine oh. each. I'm not. I'm not that plussed by it. Um, we can't. He already put the comic in. Yeah, I would return that one. <laughs> but again, I put a little. I don't. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Yeah. Just, just some like contact cement will be Get fine. Get some glue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Contact. But yeah, like, yeah. that's the thing. Like. I saw them on the shelf as I was walking around the comic book store, and I was like, oh, those are really cool. You know, like, if a comic book's going to be four ninety nine, six dollars $6 for some awesome art covers, not that bad, especially because I'm not buying it as a, oh, I'm going to sit on this and I'm going to retire off of it in 20 years. Like, no, I'm buying it. I literally put it in a $7 Ikea frame today, and, you know, I'm just going to put it up on my wall because I love comics. I love Magic of the Gathering. And they're, they're cool planeswalkers. Like, I love yeah. me some Soren. Like, yeah. That's probably the cheapest original magic art that you could buy. Yeah. A print, you know, if you go to buy a print, that's going to cost you 10 bucks. You know, from if you go to a convention or anything like that, maybe five. So, right in line with it getting a print. Huh. Not bad. And now, the Bagden Boardcast present Dramatic Reading. From X-Men Legends, issue 5, page 17, panel 3. Jeez. And that was a dramatic reading from X-Men Legends, issue 5, panel 17, panel 3. Oh. Yeah. I said... said It's a multiple man panel, so you're allowed to say the same thing multiple times. And if you want to see that panel... Follow us over on the Instagram because I'm putting it up right now. All of our dramatic readings are going to be over there. You know, look at them, see them. Why not, guys? It's an X Men X Factor book. Being an X Factor book, it's great. Uh, but you know what else is great? Drinking delicious beer. Or beer? Paul, we had like a half hour pause we've been on break for literally half an hour no you showed me the beer before chris even got back yeah but i didn't have it open i was finishing the beer that we were that we had before well well, well but what well, are you Paul drinking does that i'm having from burlington beer company this is it's complicated being a wizard double ipa coming in at eight percent New England style, juicy and bitter, very easy on the tongue, but this satisfying bitterness to it. This beer is delicious. I really, really like it. Um, yeah, 
This beer is really good. I I can't say I've ever had a bad beer from Burlington, but I think this is maybe my fourth or fifth beer from them. But everything I've had, I've really enjoyed. And um, yeah, it's complicated being a wizard. Good. I like it. Fun name as well. Paul, do you have the same beer, or is this a different one for you now? No, okay. no. We we same hey, beers done. Super You're f- over it now. Super friend of the show. Was very super Ed. Awesome. Thank you so much for those two beers. They were delicious. I enjoyed them thoroughly. Um, two beers is more than I could ever want. He, he spoils us. He spoils us deeply. Uh, but I am drinking a beer that I picked up myself, and this is uh, Brickyard Brewery Company's uh, East Bay IPA. West. This is their West Coast style uh, IPA. Seven point one percent alcohol by volume. Uh, a while ago, probably what three, four episodes ago now, I had their White Bronco, which is their Eastern uh, East Coast IPA style. Do you think it's named um, after the? I think it's named after the yeah, kind of the, you know, yeah. the Brickyard. I mean, it's Brother Buffalo. <laughs> hey, the uh, Four Broncos uh, has been re-released this year. So uh, after they had changed again, the name, after the White Bronco incident with uh, OJ Simpson. To the Ford Escape. Yep. And now, and then it became like that crossover SUV, and now it's just like looks like every other car out oh, there. Like it uh, looks- as someone that owns a Nissan Rogue, that looks like every other car out there. Mm-hmm. Yep, I get it. That the Ford Bronco at least kind of looks like it's a mix of a Jeep and some other car, and I think it's still ugly. If you want that car, just get a Jeep. You know, I do in. And I'm sure they're. Oh, I was just going to say, when I went and visited Chris, and Chris said his car looks like every other SUV, it was fun that all three of us in the car just kept pointing out other cars and going, like, mm-hmm. oh, look, Chris, it's your car. And he's like, no. Mine's graphite blue, <laughs> which is gray, unless you see it in a certain light, and then it's kind of blue. Kind of blue. Kind of blue. It's kind of gray. Blue. He's like, nah, it's just another SUV. It was a lot of fun. That was fun. I forgot about. I forgot about how your car looks like uh, every other car. We'll literally do that as we're driving down the street. Like, is that my, my car? Yeah, it's fun. But yeah, Paul Brickyard. Is it a place worth me visiting whenever I'm able to come up again? It is way up there in Lewiston. Um, it is right now still not reopened fully. Uh, like they still they have like, down like two years ago. Year to go. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. And uh, I was working there uh, with you know, inspired my job to kind of do work in in that building. And uh, when I left there, it was still not ready to be opened. So, and that was a month ago. Uh, I don't know when they're going to be ready to reopen. I. It seems like but at least they're still able to like the stuff out and. Yeah, they they still have the four, you know the brewery going. It's just the restaurant area. It's all the way up in Lewiston. You would need to have more than just them to be a reason. Gotcha. Like Lewiston is a fun city, a fun little place, fun little town, and everything. But unless you're disc golfing at Justice Davis or some other park nearby, like or your friend lives like 15 minutes away. You live 15 minutes away from Lucas? Yeah, it's not that far of a drive. Oh, okay, then yeah, then it's worth it. <laughs> but but not for much longer. 
Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. So, you've okay. uh, played that disc golf at Bond Lake, which yeah. is great. And there's since you've gone since you've left, Chris. There's so many more places that you would want to go to. The new, you know, mm-hmm. the new breweries that opened. And there's no reason to go there. Uh, but what there is something to do is pub trivia. Am I going to get to talk about my beer? Yeah. No. Chris, you get to talk about your beer after I'm done talking about my beer. I'm going to say <laughs> this, Chris. Brickyard is good. I was trying to get back into it. Brickyard is good, but the IPAs that I can get from Old First Ward are just as stand, you know, are just as standout, if not more standout, and they're a lot closer to me. Now, if I only live 15 minutes away from Brickyard, I'd probably be going there quite often. But uh, I don't. And also, I live like 15 minutes away from Wolfers Ward, and I don't go there quite often either. So, what am I to say? Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, as I teased up at the front of the show, uh, my first two beers were from Castle Church. My remaining two will be from Dead Lizard Brewing Company. And I picked up two four-packs the other night when I was waiting for Yanni to get out of work. Um, I went to just to go get some food. And have a couple beers, because it was one of those nights, like, after I got out of work, I had, like, an hour and a half to kill. It's like, I'm not going to go home just to have to, like, get out and, like, leave again. Uh, So I decided to kill some time at Dead Lizard, which is literally, like, five minutes away from where she works. Uh, And I started off just trying to get something different, because every time I go there, I always get the same beers. And this time they actually had a new offering that I hadn't had previously. And this is their Rollover Pale Ale. And right off the bat, as soon as I took my first sip, I had an audible reaction to it that the bartender was like, oh, that's a good sound. And I was like, yeah. Uh, I was double checking before we started re-recording after our pause. I think this is one of the best pale ales that I ever had. And I had to go back into my untapped. And they don't make it easy to search by beer style of stuff that you've checked into. So it took a little bit of finagling to see just all the regular pale ales that I had. Um, I do have a couple that I put at higher scores because I put this one at a 4. But the stuff that I have at like a 4.5 are like the small batch stuff that I had at Founders when I lived in Michigan. So I put it at like a (laughs) 4.5. Plus, that was a, it was a long time ago. That, oh, yeah. That was like seven years ago now. Uh, Elysian's Blood Orange. Like the hot blood fuzz, hot fuzz. Hot fuzz. Su- super fuzz. Super, super fuzz. fuzz. Uh, I put that at a four as well. I I can't consider that just like a regular pale ale, though, because I, that's just a very different variation of a pale in my mind that I don't think of that when I think of a pale ale. Um this is fantastic, though. 6.1% ABV says on the can. And again, this isn't going to be as detailed or educational as the Castle Church ones. Uh, roll over pale ale. When life gives you lemons, make a lemonade. When life rolls your SUV, make a pale ale. So it sounds like, unfortunately, someone at the brewery probably had some sort of misfortune and then went to work the next day and was like, hey, what am I going to do? Um, if this is what it takes to make a pale ale that I like, your SUV was a worthwhile sacrifice. Cause not only did I have one of them at the brewery, I had two of them. And then 
bought a four pack to bring home, which is something that I don't normally do for a pale ale because a pale's not something that I'm going to be like, oh, give me more of it. It's going to be something that I just have while I'm looking for something to drink because I want to try something different and it'll be a style or offering from a brewery that I like that I haven't had before. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a knockout pale ale. Uh, I absolutely adore it. Definitely well worth my twelve, fifteen dollars or whatever I spent for the four pack of it at, at the brewery. I love it. Cool. That's good. I hope it's on tap the next time I'm down there. We'll, we'll see. Now you can move into the next thing, John. <laughs> Pub trivia. So, uh, Paul, go, Paul wants uh, to say more. Uh, I was going to say, so John, next time you're down there at that pub, maybe they'll actually have... Then you see the thing. Pub trivia. Yeah. Yeah. So smooth. It's like we've done this for 450 episodes. Uh... <laughs> The pub trivia nights are fun. Uh, Chris was like, I don't, you know, when he did it, he goes, I understand why you like doing it, John. Because I think I had done it once or twice. Caitlin had done it years ago for us. And it is a lot of fun. So much so that we decided, why, why would we wait to do one guy do three part, a big one? What? There's three of us. We can each do our own part. And the points don't matter. Uh, But I have not won a single one of these. So I think it's because I give away too many points. So I made a really... You give away a lot of points. Uh, Whatever it's worth, again, points don't matter, so it's not worth anything. Uh, Mine has 25 questions to it, so... Uh. Wow. Are no, they, they're super. Uh, is they're every super answer short. Michael Jackson? No, uh, that was a lot of fun for me, though, guys. That was a really. I hope good you bunch. know. I really I really enjoyed doing that one. I I have ten. I have ten this time around. I have five because I was five. Award two. You're the one that was like. <laughs> but I was going to reward two points each. Okay. You're the one that was like. I, I can, have a I, quiz. Let's do trivia, and then you have. I and then have you have quiz. five. I thought you were going to have like this. Okay, Paul, why don't you start with your five then? All right, let's go. You ready? This is a game that I'm going to call. You'll always be my hero. Ooh. And that's right, because sometimes when I'm watching a movie, I don't know people's names. I don't know actors and actresses' names. All I know is that they were once a superhero or in a superhero movie, and that's all I can think of them as in such movie. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to give you a a, a brief film synopsis of the movie as I see it, because, you know, that's that's how I see it. So uh, hopefully you kind of get that. I, I did this before. Here's a sample question. Wolverine is tasked with caring for Catwoman's abandoned child during uh, set during the French Revolution. And that movie, of course, would be yeah, Les Les Miserables. Les Miserables. And okay, can you can you name the two actors or actresses that that I was talking about? 
uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. And that's how you would score one point for getting the movie correct. Two point, an, an extra bonus point if you get the names of all the actors and actresses that I do not know the names of. All I know is their superhero titles. Gotcha. Ready? Okay. Uh, all right. Are these are these buzz-ins? You know, or let's do buzz-ins. Are you... Just say I got it. I got it. Or do you want to do write downs? I, I don't. I write don't want down. to do the write downs because down I waste a lot of paper doing that. <laughs> okay. Well then, we'll do buzz-ins. Are we just or, we just do buzz, Chris? Paul, you or Chris, you just go buzz. I go buzz. Buzz. Just raise your hand and say buzz. All right, ready, set. Uh, Mobius and Mobius find something he never thought he would at a wedding. A real chance at love. Buzz. Okay, go ahead, John. Uh, it's be Wedding Crashers with Owen Wilson. And who's the other, uh, for the bonus point, who's the other superhero or superhero starring character? And I'm not, since you buzzed early, I'm not going to read it. Uh, it would be uh, Bradley Cooper. And? There's another one? Three in that movie? I don't know the third one. Third would be Dr. Christine Palmer, a.k.a. I don't know her name. That's why I'm asking you guys. Uh, oh, Amy Adams. Amy McAdams. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Who is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> uh, so you do not. You get one point, John. One point to you. In fact, I should have probably just passed it over to Chris to steal the bonus point. And from now on, that's what I'm going to do. And in fact, you know what? Chris, what have uh, you gotten to that? No, because I... Honestly? I wanted to see who you were going to be listing off from that because also uh, Vince... Was it Vince Vaughn's in Wedding Crushers? Vince Vaughn's in it, but I but did not see, see that's, him starring in the superhero But that's the thing, because I didn't know that was going to be where you were going with it. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he said, like, Bradley Cooper, I was like, well, no, Vince Vaughn's like the other star Real of chance. that, so... But Vince, but Bradley Cooper is the voice. He is, but Cooper. that's he's a superhero. But uh, let me. You want me to finish reading? I could, yeah, I could. Go ahead. He should have. He should know. He's been to plenty of weddings. Meeting Doctor Christine Palmer changes everything. If he can get past this crotchety raccoon. Hmm. Even though, sorry, I ju- sorry I jumped the gun on that. Ball. It's all right. It's fine. I got too excited. Chris, would you have gotten that? Um, I probably would have, yes. Yeah, okay. But I, so I, one point, I thought you would go Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. I, I was really trying, and I couldn't find anything yeah, that Vince Vaughn was in. I was to, even like, looking for. Like, stuff yourself into the superhero. Yeah. Well, but that's that's the thing of the game. So the point of the game, because I don't know their names. Yeah, you could have done other, other uh, stuff, though. The, now I'm just saying Pong. You have the wide breadth of movies. Right, you guys ready? You guys ready for the next mm-hmm. one? Steve Trevor takes up his father's Thor's legacy by becoming a true leader. Alongside Judge Dredd and Aisha, they race the clock to stop the Hulk before he can destroy the timeline. Buzz. John. This is J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. Yes. Oh. So you're looking for Chris Pine. Chris Helmsworth, Carl Urban, Eric Bana, 
and I don't remember the woman's name who plays uh, what's her name in Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris, can you steal the bonus point? Uh, there's there's too many names listed off there. I know it's Zoe Saldanata, but yeah, I'm not going to remember everything else that you had <laughs> said previously. You get it but I'm three beers you in now. You want to get all the other Thanks. ones? Alright. John, you got two points. Chris has one point. Let's go with the next one. Don't call the group of Captain America, Gamora, Hemdall, and the comedian, the A-Team. They are just out for vengeance against their former bosses at the CIA. I, I, I know it is, but buzz. I can't remember all the people you just listed. No, no, you can still buzz and get the first point, uh, Chris. Alright, John. Uh... The losers. So you have uh, Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. If I don't listen, to, if I don't get them all, I don't. Yeah, you don't. I don't get the point. Get the That's point, the bonus right? point. Because I'm horrible at remembering then those people's names. I'm looking. That's that's the reason why I brought this quiz to you guys because I don't know their names. What I want help with. Chris Helmsworth. Yeah. We got Hamdal. Chris Helm. We got Gamora, Hamdal, and the comedian. So Zoe, Chris said it. Yeah, yeah, previous. I got you. You, you get the, yeah, Zoe. Um, Solomon, uh, Ibis, Ibis Elba. That's not his name, Chris. I, Ibis Elba I, isn't no, his I, name. John said Ibis. <laughs> I'm three beers in as well. It sounds it sounds right to me. I don't know these people's names. You heard it right. Uh. What was the other comic the book name in there? The comedian. The comedian. Um, oh, he's a Winchester. He's in Walking Dead. I can't think of his name. And they just used his name. They just used him in uh, Good Job Brain too. Can't think of his name. I'm out. Can't right, think of Jeffrey it. Jeffrey D. Morgan. Jeffrey D. Morgan. All right. So John, three points. Chris still with one. All right, these two are difficult because these might be movies that you wouldn't automatically think of. But you know what? I like these two movies. I don't care who knows. I'm putting it on the internet. Nobody listens. Nobody cares. Agent Jimmy Woo must fight John Constantine for the affection of his estranged childhood friend, Ellen Yi. That's right. Agent Jimmy Woo must fight John Constantine for the affection of his estranged childhood friend, Ellen Yee. I do not remember the name of this movie, but she's a chef who's opening up a new restaurant. I know the premise of the show! It is a Netflix uh, movie. Straight to Netflix. Yeah, I don't don't remember it. I watched watched it. It's a good movie. It's cute. Can you guys give me... Two of the three uh, actors or actresses' names buzz in if you can. Agent Jimmy Wu, uh, John Constantine, and Ellen Yi. Just give me. There's no I Randall just, Park. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know this movie. So I don't know who well, else was yes. in it. But Buzz, okay. uh, Randall Park, and Keanu Reeves. All right, yeah, that would be two. Ellen Yi is Ali Wong from. Birds of Prey. She had a bit role in Birds of Prey. Who was the other main star in the movie Always Be My Maybe. Chris, Uh, 
if you have Netflix. I do. It's a good. It's a fun. It's a fun run com. I like it. It's actually. It's a, It's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. It's better than the setup. Don't know that one either. Netflix original. It's also a Netflix original rom com. But always be my maybe. This is a good one. Um, especially if you like Agent Jimmy Woo because it's yeah. Toronto Park. Just it's him again. Being fun. All right, here we go. These friends are now living in faraway cities. Becky in Sin City and Carol in Coast City. But they must keep their companionship alive while sending each other a magical garment that seems to fit, be the perfect fit for whoever, whoever Buzz, uh, Chris. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and it's Blake Lively and I... I don't remember who you listed first. Is like uh, Becky and Sin City. Uh, I yeah. I I got so hung up on remembering who it was. I I, I don't remember now. That's all right. One point yeah. for Chris. That is correct. It is Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. John for the steal. Becky from I. I don't know. Becky from Sin City. I don't know. I've it's, never seen this movie. But uh, it's Alexia Spadil proving that she I do not like her as an actress in that movie Sin City. She does not act very well either in The Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. But there we go. I don't even know uh, who that actress Paul, is. Paul, and I know Paul mispronounced everyone. Alexis Bedell. She was in... Bedell? Bedell? Oh, yeah. oh, her. <laughs> no, I... From Gilmore Girls. Do you guys want to keep going? Oh, yeah, she was in Sin City. She I was the young be... prostitute on the street. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I can do four more no, if you guys like I this don't. game. If you don't, we can it, no, don't like sorry. it. Sorry. Right. Again, it's just it's, like, right. it's too much of a list to like say, like, oh, I buzz in. Uh, sorry. That's all right. Uh, this is a perfect game for me, Paul, because my brain works like this. All right. <laughs> Every once in a while, I just try something out, you know? Paul, uh, Sunday, bring those, bring those and read them to me. <laughs> okay. And I'll and I'll I'll answer them at the table. It'll no, I have them up on trick. my computer, like the, just the titles, and I was just going to click on them and then just come up with the characters' names, you know, from the IMDb top cast. Uh, Did you guys know that Mobius and Mobius and Loki were already in a time traveling movie together? Yeah, that's one of the reasons why Tom Hiddleston cast had Owen Wilson cast because they were friends and he wanted to work with them again. Really? With with uh, Dr. Christine Palmer. Mm. Also in that same movie. And that movie, of course, is uh, Midnight in Paris. Uh, so I'll go next because we'll just go in progression. 5, 10, 25 for, for Chris. <laughs> so uh, I would like you guys to just write down we were and maybe on the other side of the paper we weren't because this podcast is called or this this trivia uh game is called were we a podcast (laughs) i'm gonna list off a different comic book event or comic book movie and you guys are gonna guess whether you we were or weren't a podcast when this uh was either written and came out or when the movie came out. I, I knew I shouldn't have become friends with you before during the podcast, because then I would uh, absolutely know. So you can read that. We were. 
and then stripes is we weren't. We yeah, weren't. I, I or, just wrote it. Yeah. We were. Do we, we both? weren't? Uh, All is right. this going to be? Uh... It's going to okay. be for both of you. I'll read. I'll read it. I'll say ready, and then you guys hold up your answer and say what you think it was. Uh, we'll go Chris first because Chris is on my left on uh, our cameras here. So we'll hold him oh, up. Wait, Chris what? will say his answer first. And oh, and in my cameras, Sorry. in my camera, I'm looking at you guys. Chris is on my left, so I'm going to have him go first for each one. You both hold him up, but then you read what you said oh, your okay. answer was. I see what you're saying. Chris will go like, first. If we're both putting it up, why am I where, going where first? Sorry. But what, what, yeah. where do the points stand? Is it four points to John, two points to Chris, zero points for me right now? Is that where the points are? Yes. Because the points don't matter? Okay, good. Points don't matter. All right. So as an ex- this is an example, okay. and you guys can just say it. You don't have to hold up your thing up. But like DC's Dark Metal event. We were. We were. Yeah. We were. We were a podcast. Now here's, here's when it gets tricky. Identity Crisis in DC Comics. Okay, Chris, you're going to... We weren't. We weren't. That came out in 2004. I remember talking about Identity Crisis while playing Final Fantasy Online with you. I kind (laughs) of wish I played that again, or still. I don't even know what the online one is now. Yeah, because 14 is apparently... still 14? I don't know. Yeah, still 14. And people people seem to be about it. All right. Avengers Disassembled. Ooh. Disassembled, I would say. You say we weren't. Yes, we weren't. That also came out in 2004, guys. Yeah. I I don't know. It seems after that, but yeah. You know, what's crazy is we've talked about it so much in our lives just as friends when it came out. And then we've mentioned it on the podcast. Because we've been doing this podcast, guys, for yeah. 12 years. Since 2009. 2009. July. All right. The movie Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. Ready? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm ready. I'm going to say we were. All right. We were. We were, we were already big Green, Green Lantern Lantern fans it. at that point. And then the movie came out. It came out that same year as Thor. 2011. Because we were, because that was a big th- thing. It came out right near Thor, and we were discussing which which one was better. Right? They were. I've gone back and rewatched Thor multiple times. Only seen Green Lantern that once. Sinestro Core War. Were we a podcast or weren't we a podcast? We were. Oh, we weren't, Chris. Blackest night we were. Yeah, 2007 is when mm, we talked Thor about it on the show. <laughs> of course, of course, we have. We we talked about I, the multicolor lantern. Uh, the once the multicolor, mm. the other colors came out. Gotcha. That's when okay. we were part of the show because there was that. Yeah. So 2007, Sinestro Core War. Then he had that first year of Green Lantern, that re- Green Lantern Rebirth, basically, and then. They started introducing the other color lanterns for the lead up to Blackest Night. And at that time, that's when we became mm-hmm. a podcast. All right. The Iron Man movie. Iron Man 1. 
Were we a podcast or were we not a podcast? We weren't. We weren't. That is correct. Two thousand eight. Uh, right when I was working at Hot Topic before This was just a gleam in our eye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Final crisis. Mm. Final crisis. Were we a podcast or weren't we a podcast? Chris is ready. Say we Paul's were ready. We were Ooh. not. Oh. Oh. Two thousand eight. I are you oh this one this I close. want to challenge. I feel like we were at that point. Because no. I remember it talking, it, did it bleed about, into? I remember like talking about it on the show because they had like the resist and the submit issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Final crisis. We did it were not. Did it start in two thousand eight, and did it run all the way to two thousand nine when we started the show? Well, yeah, it was written by Grant Morrison, wasn't it? So it probably did. And with Chris's challenge. The book ran from May 2008 to January 2009. Uh, so here we go. Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Were we a podcast? Were we not we a were. podcast? And yes, we were. Because after that challenge, thank you, Chris, it was quite easy because Flashpoint came after Final Crisis. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. A versus X. Avengers versus X Men. We were. We were. Yeah, we definitely were because we loved the aftermath of that. We were. We definitely were. Uh, because that was one of the books that I like just <laughs> lost it on. How stupid the book was and how bad the art was. Because it was all about... I remember doing for our website, when we actually had like a blogspot website, an April Fool's whole post where I made up, you know, just solicitations. And one of the solicitations was Greg Land illustrating uh, the Phoenix Force takes over all the X-Men. So good luck figuring out who each character is. And then A versus X is basically the X-Men all get the Phoenix Force. <laughs> yeah. All right. The the movie The Dark Knight. We were. Really? When did that come out? We uh, were not. The Dark Knight The Dark Knight comes out in two thousand. We went to see the very close. We we went to see up into Toronto and saw the motorcycle and everything for the Dark Knight Rise. Or was that for the Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises? That was Dark Knight, right? Yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah, it was Dark Knight, but it was like a a year after. Oh, no, it was the movie before. Out, it was, I think. No, it wasn't. Did we even do that for the podcast? We were already going up to Toronto. Yeah, we just went up and because I think we were doing the podcast. Well, the Dark Knight movie came out in 2008. 
I think it was after the movie had come out, and we were just excited to go because it was on show at that toy st- outside mm-hmm. that toy store in Toronto that we got lost trying to find. We often get Everywhere. lost <laughs> on trips together. All right, this is the last one, and this is Batman Battle for the Cowl. Oh, were we a podcast? I got some pins from it. Weren't uh, we a podcast? I want to say, say we were. Mm, it we came out of Final weren't. Crisis, but it the went on book for like started in months. It went on. I are we because con- there were <sighs> there were special one shot issues I, where it, it started was in May Bruce of- Wayne being shuttled through time. Because it was like, oh, I, I'm in, I'm in Salem. Oh, I'm a caveman. And then I, they had the like, who's going to wear the cowl? And that's when we were going to conventions. I'm I'm going to give you both a point because the book started in May of oh, '09. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, which no, would have continued on well. We were doing close, the show. Chris gets so, point. I don't get a point. I'll give it. I'll give. I'll give you both a point because you you both were you both were right in a way. Because the, then they had the I didn't even think crossover about books when where it was like end. the I am Batman stuff that we got the pins for. It was like Red Hood and like Tim Drake and. Yeah, but us three, we went to conventions before yeah. the podcast. We, yeah, we did. But yeah. the, we. But here's the thing. Oh, we were going. We got I to mean, go to the conventions yeah, we were, for free. We were conventioning we were forever. Yes, and that's. I mean, not why we kept going to Fan Expo in Toronto, but that was like a, hey, oh, we got press passes. Yeah, it made it a lot easier for us to go because money's hard, difficult to earn, guys. I had to wake up at 5 a.m. and drive an hour and a half just to start a job at at 7 in order to work to earn money. So money ain't easy. Yeah. I talked to a lot of people was about off. beer today. I but, played uh, World of Warcraft. You also had to work. Uh, How's that going? Should I jump back in? I mean, should I wait? I always think you should jump back in just because I think it'd be fun to play with you again. But no, it's up yeah, to that's you. True. I'll finish. I got to finish up Legacy, Legendary Edition of uh, Mass Effect. Oh, of course, because you haven't played that game enough. <laughs> nope, never enough. <laughs> I'm on my second playthrough of Days Gone, which is a fantastic Plus, where game. where are you at in your next Sounds beer? Oh, I am drinking from semi-local brewery Warhorse Brewing, and this is their change rotating double dry hopped IPA. Uh, the fun thing about the change series is their can art which constantly changes with every beer they do this time he looks like uh, the horse on the cover looks like the stay puff Marf- marshmallow man and this is a brew a beer brewed with citra lactose and marshmallow and i was really enjoying this beer up until just about now we've done it we've passed the threshold he doesn't know what, i don't know what's gonna happen next where it's loki reverence Um, those first five, six sips, the marshmallow was really present. The citra is really, 
it's on the nose. It's kind of like you spilled your you tried to dissolve a, a marshmallow in a really, really West Coast IPA and then tried to and then smelled it. Um, the marshmallow's there. It's kind of like a nice burnt marshmallow. And it, it, it really works together, but it's like every other sip, it's kind of like overkill on your palate. And then all of a sudden it's like eases up on your palate every other sip. It, it's kind of, it's, it's weird. It's good. Like that burnt marshmallow when you get it is really, really nice. I think it's going to be hard to drink this whole thing, but, uh, I, I'd give it a three and a half to three twenty-five. It's really good, but it's almost too much. I don't know. It's tough. I was I was waiting for you to come back. And be like, no, I like Chris. It. I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's up like those initial first sips. I really did enjoy it, and now it's like it's almost like palate overload. I'm sorry. Plus, uh, okay. I don't know. I'm feeling a little drunk. 6.8%. Uh, another four-pack that I had picked up from Dead Lizard Brewing. And this is their OK Fine. And this is a Sour Cherry Berliner Weiss. 5.5% uh, ABV. I really enjoy this mm. one, too. I'm just kind of in the spot right now when I think, you know, a Berliner Weiss style, I instantly go to Ellipsis or Cyber because they do such knockout versions of it. And there's nothing wrong with the spirit, and I can't fault it for what it is. But the fact that it's not as good as something else that I can get close by kind of hurts it. Um, it's a nice, tart cherry. And when I think cherry beer, the first thing that comes to mind is kind of like that syrupy, medicinal like fake cherry. But this is like a real cherry. Like, you just reach into the bag from the produce section, pop it in your mouth, like, ooh, wait, there's a pit in there, let me spit it out. This is a good, tart cherry beer. Um, Thank you. That's okay. Bless you, Paul. Um, do I love it? No, but am I fine with having picked up a four-pack of it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, this, this is really good. I like it a lot, but even thinking back to the last time I had gone to Sideward, they have like another tiki drink inspired sour coming out sometime. I think this weekend actually. Um, so I want to go get. Will that be better than this? Probably, but I can't fault this beer for being a good, nice, real cherry tasting Berliner. The other thing you got to think about too is like, what did you pay for the four pack? Like nothing more than like sixteen dollars. Like it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. So for sixteen dollars, sour beer, that seems pretty reasonable. Versus like ellipses, where 
they're super super fruited beers and they're charging you twenty five dollars for for a four pack you know like you're paying that extra money because they're super mm-hmm. loading it with that fruit you know it's ten ten dollars more for that super fruit where some breweries just can't they don't have the clientele they don't have the resources to be able to say hey this we're going to super load it and charge you this extra money. Uh, and I think that's in Ellipses' case, like they do it right where it's like hands down, yeah, I'm going to spend that money. Froth up here does it insanely good. Like they do a, an amazing job. And then there's be- breweries like, yeah, like what we had, Paul, like those fruits were there, but it wasn't super fruited. Those fruits just worked well with the, with the beer. So I think for the price you pay is kind of what you're going to get. You're going to pay a little bit more for, you yeah. know, a fruit I mean, smoothie. It's not a lot to go off because of, I checked my bank statement beer. and my tab at dead lizard was $113, but I had four beers there, got two sandwiches to go and then two four packs to go, and then tip. So it wasn't anything, you know, crazy yeah. for this four pack. But yeah, again, it's good. I, I have no issues drinking the rest of this, and I, I look forward to it. But it's just hard when there's such better Berliners and sours that I can get. Like if I right. just went like ten, fifteen minutes more down the road. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Alright, Chris, your um, your guys, trivia. I don't know if you knew this, but we literally have listeners all over the world. And that's what? not just a framing device for it. It's like I've I've checked the map. Like people all around the world do download and listen to this podcast. So hey, if you're one of those people, thanks. That's really cool. I don't know why, but I I appreciate it. Um now we're back into the framing device, though, so this part's fake. This oh. part's going to be fake just for story. Um, you know, just with like VPNs and bullshit, how things work, we talk about a lot of movies on this show. So there's kind of a breakdown in the translation from what we're talking about to what the listeners actually get to hear because, you know, they're VPNs that auto-translate stuff. So I've gotten, like, flooded with emails about, like, hey, what movie are you guys actually talking about on this episode? So what my trivia is going to be is going to be international titles for movies translated back to American. Because it's not English. (laughs) Um, So we're going to go alternating. So I'm going to say, Paul, pick heads or tails. Ooh. Tails. It was heads. Oh, so, John, tails. do you want to go first? Or would you like to go second? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Paula. I will go go tails. You're going okay. first. So, what I'm going to do is All I'm right. going to read you an international title of a movie. I'm going to give you the year and then one of the stars of the movie. Ooh. Just, just to help. Yeah. If you're not able to get it, John does have the chance to steal to get the point. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, you, you got Come really close to your down. camera. I was like, oh, I'm not holding up anything. You don't need to read this. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I just sat up. My you got, chair. No, you got. 
he was he was super close. You got really All close. Right, so Paul. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, I do. You need to Paul, cut those nose hairs. One sixteen movie, starring Melissa McCarthy, okay. is called Super Powered Dare Team Die. Super Powered Dare Team Die. What? Dare, Dare team? team Die. Dare Team, as in D A R E. Super Powered Dare Team Die, two thousand sixteen. Melissa McCarthy. I'm going to go with, uh, oh, what's the spy one? Uh, I don't remember the name, so I'm going to go with Delta Force, even though that came out, like, this year. Delta Force. Nope. Uh, John, I will yep. reiterate it to you as a chance to steal. So, again, movie title, Superpower Dare Team Die, 2016, starring Melissa McCarthy. Uh, this was Ghostbusters. I don't Who know. you gonna call? Dare team. Ghostbusters! Uh, uh Delta Farce. Oh, you said that spy Delta movie, Force. and I thought that was. Uh, Delta Farce uh, stars Larry the Cable Guy. Yep. And What's that's from Melissa way earlier than 2016. Where she. She's spy. And. And then it's it's called just it's spy just spy uh, <laughs> with a transporter guy uh, uh, something Jason Statham, Statham. Uh, Jason Statham yeah. Hey John, going back to you though, uh, this one is called "If You Leave Me, I Delete You" from 2004, starring Jim Carrey. If you leave me, I delete you. Leave me, I delete you. And again, these are the official movie titles after films have been released in the international market. Wow. I think I have a steal. 2004. Paul, go ahead. Get, yeah, go, give the it eternal to Paul. sunshine of a spotless that is, that is what it is. If you leave me... Oh, because it's that's it. That's it. Okay, so now I know. Now I kind of know this game because it's not actually translating this title. It's title like translating like the premise of the movie. May, okay, maybe. Okay, because you can't really because Spy doesn't become or Ghostbusters doesn't become uh, their team. That was die. the Chinese title for it, where they don't talk about ghosts in the afterlife. Oh, yeah, so. Right. Right, right. Th- things get kind of wonky, uh, but Paul. Oh, okay, so you're taking the. Okay, I got Paul, you. I got your you. next okay, one. Let's keep going. From 1997, starring Mark Wahlberg, his powerful device makes him famous. Mark Wahlberg, his powerful device. That would be uh, Boogie, <laughs> it is Nights. Boogie Nights. His powerful device being his, his penis. His Johnson. <laughs> uh. uh. Because uh, <laughs> my my because throat's too dry to do the growl. Is it my oh. fist? It's my penis. That's another. That's a that's a tagline from another movie, and or web series. Yeah, both. Uh, yeah. Paul, when you said the hammer is in my fist, I thought you were jacking oh, off, dude. John, coming over to you now. From. This Charlie Sheen movie from 1991 okay. was called Warm Shots. Uh, 
Warm Shots. 1991, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen in Warm 1991. Shots. Yeah, it's Warm Hot Shots. shots. I don't oh, know uh, Hot, sh- hot Shots. But Hot Shots became <laughs> also worth noting. Hot Shots has an exclamation point at the end of it. Warm Shots does not. Ooh. Don't don't know why that matters, Ooh. but you know international markets it does. Uh, Paul, yeah. the next. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Was that with an exclamation point? That was too aggressive. I'm in an international market. I need uh, you to tone that down. Paul, this next movie might be a little bit more toned down. It's not, though, because it starts Leslie Nielsen from 1988. The gun died laughing. Oh, uh, that would be... Not Spy Hard. That's the one after it. Naked Gun. It's the Naked Gun. I can kind of see where that Mm. one comes from. The gun died Mm -hmm. laughing. Yeah, yeah. It's a parody. It makes makes sense. Yeah, I can get there. I can get there now. Great hat. Uh... Our next actor wears a lot of hats because this is one of our favorites. This is Nicolas Cage from 1995. I'm drunk and you're a prostitute. It is. Oh, that'd be leaving Las Vegas. Not erasing Arizona. (laughs) That was the age. Oh, that's from Uh, the late 80s. Like 89. Is it from Chi-Chi's? The sombrero oh, nice. I'm wearing says Chi-Chi's on it. Uh, Paul. Yeah, I got out of my 16th birthday. You like a glove today. Not, okay, me. Uh, 1994. Great year from action movies. This one stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's called Son of Devil. Son of Devil. Son of Devil. 1994. 1994. Arnold Schwarzenegger. True Lies comes out later. Son of Devil. You know what? I'm going to go with True Lies. I don't. It's not True Lies. John, can you get in with the steal? For this 1994 Arnold Schwarzenegger this classic. 1994. I feel like. Classic. Son of Devil. 94. I'm going to. Oh. Son of Devil. See, like it's like last last days, days last. Uh, are you thinking of this? And no, is it the sixth day? Doesn't matter. Because it, no, it's not that he, movie. Um, it's actually uh, Junior. What? What is it? Sorry, also starring Danny DeVito, where Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah, becomes pregnant. Son of Devil. I was trying to... What's the Red Planet movie where it's... Okay. He, he could be all of a dream and not a dream. Total, Total Recall. Because I'm like, Total okay, Recall. Mars, Mars Total is, Recall. The, f- the requel of that came out when we were doing the podcast. That's the thing I know. <laughs> uh, so it's up to John. Uh, John, back over to you. 1996. Starring John Favreau. Hey, where are the babies? John Favreau. 
Where are the babies from the 90s? I just looked at his IMDb page. <laughs> For my quiz. 96. It is swingers. S- swingers? Wow. They're, they're young, happening guys out on town. Uh. It just translates to, hey, where are the babies? Which I think is just a mistranslation of, like, where are the babes? Right. Uh, Paul. Coming back to you. Mm. This is a little bit more recent movie uh, from 2007, starring Mr. Seth Rogen. And this is One Night Big Belly. Uh, knocked is, up. It is indeed. <laughs> up. Which it takes I'm more so than. I'm so glad I got an easy one. It takes more than one night to make a Big Belly, but I get what they're going for. <laughs> I'm glad I got an easy one after John got warm shots. I was like, uh, I do want to say, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a movie called End of Days where he's protecting a woman where Satan's trying to find a bride. No. That makes That's a lot more devil, sense than Son of Devil, devil for, baby. for Junior. Uh, John, <laughs> coming over to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait, 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 I'm wait. Here. Before we get into that. Danny DeVito stars in Junior. The reason why Danny DeVito keeps on taking pictures of his feet for Twitter and Instagram is to prove that they're not cloven, to prove that he's not the devil. That's all I'm saying. It all makes sense now. He is son of devil. There we go. If only that, if only that logic had been there when you had the question. But he does but punch he the baby. But he wasn't the in baby. Arnold Schwarzenegger making him you know, one of the fathers. The father. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's not a big leap to make. How did they add a. How did they <laughs> I've not seen this movie since I was a kid. I, 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 I didn't no like idea. Junior enough to I've finish never seen it. Junior. How did they add a. Did they add a womb was, to okay. him? Okay. Uh, coming back to John. Out. No, does, he grow in the, like, does he grow in, in the scrote? Where does the baby John, grow? That's not something we're talking about. Well, we're, we're beyond this now. You got the point. No, you didn't. Um, this is actually one of my... Well, was one of my grandmother's favorite movies <laughs> from 2005 starring Vin Diesel, a super tough kangaroo. Vin Diesel, a super tough kangaroo... 2005. Vin Diesel, super tough kangaroo. My, li, I, I Your went to see this, this, this movie. Side stuff. Like, this isn't, like, gonna give anything away. I went to see this movie with my grandmother, and she absolutely loved it. And my grandmother, like, my entire life, she loved, like, political dramas and westerns. She loved, uh, Vin Diesel in a super tough kangaroo. Super tough kangaroo. Two thousand five. Watch to throw it over to Paul. You've had your time. Paul, can you get the steal? Yeah, uh, I... did this also star uh, the guy from Sliders? Oh gosh, was this Kangaroo Jack? No, it, it was not. Uh, is that going to be your guess? Oh. I feel like yeah. I feel like it has to be. Um, 
That was my guess. That's, that's, his, my that's guess. his guess. It's one of those things because on the poster, Vin Diesel standing there, and he has a child hanging from the front of him. It's it's the pacifier. The pacifier. I feel like they just they saw the poster and was like, "What do we call this movie?" Oh, he's carrying a baby, a super tough kangaroo. No points like, given for it because I had to voice? describe the poster. Yep. I feel like I should get a half a point. <laughs> I mean, half point's not going to help you. Paul's still winning. <laughs> oh, I'm winning. <laughs> wow. Uh, Paul, coming back to you. Going a little bit further back now from 1994. Starring Jean Reno. This hitman is not as cold as he thought. John, who's John Reno? You know him if you see him. I know. Is that John Cusack? No. Jean Reno. French, yeah, so it's John Cusack. French, yeah, French John actor. Cusack. Kind of grizzled looking. So what, what's the tagline? This hitman is the not hitman? as cold as he thought. This hitman is not point blank gross. Point gross blank. That's not it. Uh, John. Mm. Okay. This would be the professional or Leon? Yes, uh, Leon the professional. Because, again, mm. Natalie Portman. I, I did not want to put her in the title because I thought that would have given it too easy. I still don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know this movie. Growing up knowing of this movie, when did they change the title of it from just the professional to Leon the professional? Because I remember just seeing it as the Direct- professional. Director's, director's okay. cut. <clears throat> John, this one might be a little bit tougher. Going a little bit further back now, from 1987, starring Dan Aykroyd. Floppy coppers don't bite. Floppy coppers. <laughs> 87. Floppy coppers? Floppy coppers don't bite. Floppy coppers don't bite. 87. <clears throat> Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Dan 87. Aykroyd. Do you got it, Paul? No, I have a guess, but I don't have it. 87. So Floppy coppers don't Ghostbusters bite. Ghostbusters is after 87, I think. Yeah, we are talking because international the next. Go- so it could have come out somewhere else. Comes out in nineteen ninety. It could have been out somewhere at that point. I'm just saying things. It, you don't have to take that as a hint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor Detroit. No, Paul. This one's a little bit tough. You know what? I'll give you. I'm I'll give go- you another hint. No, 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 no. John didn't get another hint. You can give us another hint after okay. I get my first guess. It goes back to John with the okay. other. I'll do that. I'll do I that. I think that would be fair. Okay. I'm going to go with Blues Brothers. No. Good guess, though. Um, Blues Brothers this, is too late. Or too this, early. This movie, I mean, I'm just going to hold up. Is, it's not, Ghost, it's not is Ghostbusters. It, Ghostbusters? <laughs> it also had Tom Hanks in it. Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. I got it. In Dragon Act. Uh, it, it is Dragon Act. Paul, yeah. I'll give you that that point because that was a tough one because again it i love that movie it makes too. sense when you hear that's like oh yeah dragnet 
Floppy coppers don't bite. I'm sorry, John. You took a guess with Ghostbusters, so I decided that I could take a guess with Dragnet there. No, yeah, you're no, you're totally okay. good. I wouldn't yeah. have. I for as much as I love that movie, I did not put those two guys together into Dragnet, uh, which they definitely. I feel were. bad because this one is a pretty easy one. So, Paul, this is basically a give me at this point. Uh, 1999 film starring Bruce Willis. It's called He's a Ghost. <laughs> the six. It is the six sense. Um, it's it's warm shots. So it's basically, your warm shots. Yeah, but you got two warm shots, Paul. Yeah, Seth Rogen made a lot for me. Seth, Seth Rogen made a uh, baby. John, big belly. John, this one you might be able to get. It, it does require a little bit of knowledge about the movie, and if you just heard this title, I don't think it would sell you to. Like, put the seats in the theater. But being a movie from 1994, you've probably seen it. Uh, it stars Morgan Freeman. And it's called Rita Hayworth, Key to Escape. More driving Miss Daisy? It is not. Paul, coming back to you. Ooh, Say it again. So. Starring Morgan Freeman. Rita Hayworth, Key to Escape. Morgan Freeman, 1994. Along came a spider. This is not it. Uh, guys, it's it's Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption? Shawshank Redemption. <gasps> uh, oh, I'm going to give you that point because... Rita Hayward. They had the poster. The poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, John, nice. As soon as I said Driving Miss Daisy, I, no. I was like, no, no, I'm Shout wrong. out to you for picking another... Uh, Morgan Freeman movie from that year. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Paul, back to you. You had the chance to still, you didn't get it. Uh, yep. 1995 movie. Uh, okay. This one, strangely enough, starring Tim Robbins, it was called Excitement 1995. <laughs> Tim Robbins, 1995. Jurassic Park. No. Who's Tim Robbins? Tim Robbins was the star of Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Isn't he the guy from Jurassic Park? No. no. Wait, Sam, what's that guy's Sam, name? Sam Neill. They, they could play brothers in a movie. Uh, John, yeah. coming over to you. In 1995, Tim Robbins. Excitement, 1995. Tim Robbins, Excitement. Tim Robbins. Ninety-five. Excitement. I'm trying to think of his movies. I don't. I don't know. Uh, this is just a game of years from when it came out originally to when it was released in the territory that it was retitled in. Because uh, this is also Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it was that was the guy's it's, name, so it's okay. I wouldn't have gotten um, that ever. John, we're coming <laughs> back to you. You should have given me his name in a superhero movie, and then maybe I would have gotten it. Because this uh, 1999 movie starring Keanu Reeves, the young people who traverse dimensions while wearing sunglasses. Ooh. 
from 1999. I guess it's, I mean, it's, it's the matrix. It is the matrix. Um, so originally when I had this plotted out, I was going to give you guys the movie title and the star of it. And then I was like, oh, well, this would be a fun one because young people who traverse dimensions while wearing sunglasses, you could read as Bill and Ted. But then some of them I realized like, no, this is like way too vague, even knowing who's in the movie. That's why I tacked on the years. Uh, so point to John for that yeah. one. Paul, coming back to you. Oh, wow. There's 25 of these We're guys. We're more than halfway through it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a twin, a twin <laughs> seldom comes alone. 1998, starring Lindsay Lohan. Oh, uh, that would be it's the parent trap. I, I love that Paul's gotten the more softballs, and he still keeps throwing it to me like, hot shots, warm shots. <laughs> <laughs> warm shots <laughs> it's just one word off in the word it, it, you would find a thesaurus next to that word warm the thing thesaurus. is it's a ah. weird change to make um, and also John you did just get attractive people traveling dimensions in sunglasses 1999 I know yeah, but, but you're the one that keeps going. Oh, you got the softball. I, 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 I get this one because you got that softball. You've gotten more softballs. Like I'm just saying. And I, I don't like, know I, why I've gotten more softballs. I'm just saying that uh, warm shots is so funny. I'm going to keep on repeating it because it's hilarious. Uh, you know, yeah, probably on the verge of your adolescence. This movie from 1996. Starring Francis McDermott, Mysterious Murder in Snowy Cream. Uh, would that be Fargo? It's Fargo. Uh, again, that one would have been really hard if you had known who was in it and when it came out. So, it's... Yeah. Is Francis McDermott from The Practice? No. No, okay. Well, I, I know, know of that show. About I don't know who is in it, though. She's... She's from the movie Fargo. Oh, Francis is yeah, a woman. She's also in multiple yeah. seasons of American Horror Story. Oh, oh I don't hey, know. Oh, she's yeah, in she's that. Who am I thinking of? Dylan McDermott. Yeah, that's very <laughs> different. Um, Paul, coming back to you. Yeah. I'm going to give you the year and the actor. It's not going to make it any easier because this is 1998. Okay. Starring Adam Sandler. Okay. okay. You're, you're in uh-huh. prime Adam yep, Sandler yep. territory right now. And it, uh-huh. the, the film has been retitled Dimwit Surges Forth. Ooh, that's all yeah, of the movies. Yeah, it could be any Adam Sandler which movie. One, which one is the latest uh, of the movies? If it's, I'm going to guess Waterboy. It is the Waterboy. Ooh, good, good one, pick. Paul. Paul, still continuing. And I'm sorry to say that, John, this is going to be a gimme for you. Because this, Ooh, this um, 1992... I, now I feel bad that I'm going to get it wrong. This 1992... You're not. Uh, 1992 movie starring Bruce Campbell was called Captain Supermarket. Ooh. <laughs> is this... 
the evil uh, Army of Darkness. It is Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. I was really hoping you were going to say Evil Dead. So <laughs> I, I was going to say I was going to say Ash versus the Evil Dead, and I was like, no, it's Ash versus the Army of yeah. Darkness. Uh, again, just the the fun random titles of it. Uh, Paul, coming back to you, Mister Supermarket. Sigourney Weaver in 1992 starred in this international release of The Eighth Passenger Three. The Ace Passenger 3? 1992? I don't know which one that would... 1992, I don't know which one it is. I'm going to go Alien. It is not. (sighs) Very close. John, I'm going to throw it over to you. Sigourney Weaver, 1992, The Eighth Passenger 3. Would this be Alien 3? It is Alien 3. It was, I was, was right there like, because in the international release, yep. they count the alien as the eighth passenger on the Nostromo. So, mm-hmm. original alien was called the eighth passenger because it was smuggled aboard. Oh, so, eighth passenger okay. three. It seems like one of those like bizarre uh, translations, but this was the third eighth passenger movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John, okay. coming back to you. Starring Nick Cage in 2011. Super speeding cleaning evil accounts. Man. Is it Ghost Rider? Is it Drive Angry? I don't... 2011... Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Holy crap. Can you, can you do, do the title one more time for Super me? Super speeding cleaning evil accounts. At Ghost Rider. That is incorrect. Paul with a chance to steal. I'm going to go with... We weren't... No. We weren't doing the show when Ghost Rider came out. I don't know. Ghost Riders before Green Lantern. (laughs) I I didn't didn't look that one up. I think we might have been. Drive... Fine. John, what was your guess? Huh? What was your guess I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to go drive uh, angry. Paul coming in with a steal. Because that was the international no! title for drive angry. Ghost Rider was I too g- early. I gave you that one. Hey. Uh, All right. Maya. John, uh, how many more do we have? Three left. We're almost done. Okay. Uh, Maya. Up. This is probably the most fun title of all of them. Because this 2004 Ben Stiller movie is titled... Zany son-in-law, zippy grandkids, sour father-in-law. Oh, this is uh, Meet the Fockers. It is Meet the Fockers. Which is a very long title for a movie. Which is a sequel to Meet the Parents. So that was difficult. (laughs) Which I'm assuming that movie just would have been called Zany son-in-law, sour father-in-law. Again, an assumption. I don't know. Well, he wouldn't be in a son-in-law yet because he was getting going to get married. He's going to propose. Yeah. He's... International. <laughs> International. <laughs> International. Uh, Rita Hayworth, key to freedom. It doesn't happen until the very end of the movie when he escapes <laughs> through the wall. Uh, John. 
2014, starring Chris Pratt. Interplanetary unusual attacking team. Would this be Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it would be Warm Shots. <laughs> it's a fun title, though. You can't, you can't fault it. <laughs> it is a fun title. Uh, and, right. Paul, I think you get... This is the final one. You get the most unusual. Ooh. And it's probably the okay. biggest chunk to up. make. Uh, 1996, starring Bill Paxton. Run Run Cloudzilla. Yes. Godzilla? Independence Day. No, incorrect. John? Twister. It is Twister. Oh, it is uh, Twister. And John, with that one, you get the tie. So, ten points for both of you. Uh, yeah. Run, run, Cloudzilla. So John wins. Well, it just comes down to the fact that Paul got ten points from my trivia, and I only got how many from yours, Paul? Four. Four. Because the points Point, don't, points don't, matter. don't I matter. I mean, there were five more on the table that you missed out. That could have helped you, John. Uh, yeah, guys. I still I still would have, I mean, I still could have. International movie titles are weird. That's, that was weird. a fun one. Yeah. I uh, wish I hadn't had so many beers. <laughs> Wait like, a second. Who's, who's the president in... Independence Day. Bill that Pullman. Bill Paxton? Bill Pullman. Again, that's one of those, like, okay. oh, Francis McDermott, I need- Dylan McDermott moments. Yeah. You know. They're all the same, same people. people. And, you know. What superhero did they play? All, <laughs> and all podcasts are the same. So thanks for listening to ours. So make sure you rate and review us on your podcatching platform of choice uh email us over at baggingboardcast at gmail.com i would love to get some actual emails to answer not just made up ones about fake movie titles 